Hello and welcome to the Eating Disorder Therapist podcast. This is a podcast to help you find peace with food and overcome disordered eating. And I'm Harriet Frew, aka the Eating Disorder Therapist. And I'm so excited to share with you all kinds of stories, tips, information and guest interviews to help you on your journey in finding peace with food. So thank you so much for listening today. Now today I'm going to be talking about three things not to do at Christmas in eating disorder recovery. But before I launch into that, I just want to let you know that if you are a counsellor, therapist, dietitian, nutritionist, personal trainer or other professional working in mental health and you are new to eating disorders, my one day eating disorders training course is now online. This is a great introduction if you want to know all about eating disorders, if you want to learn skills and strategies from the therapy room and ultimately gain confidence in working with clients with eating disorders. So the link is in the show notes if you're interested. Hope to see some of you over there. So let's talk about three things not to do at Christmas when you're in eating disorder recovery. Now I think Christmas can be such a challenging time of year. There's all the pressure isn't there for to be having this like magical, wonderful time to be getting on with everyone, to be enjoying all the food, socializing, be out with your friends, etc., etc. And you might be feeling that you're not in that place at all. You might be feeling anxious, you might be feeling worried, you might be feeling, I just don't want Christmas to be coming. So I'm gonna talk about three tips here to really help support you to stay rooted in the recovery lane when all this other noise and distraction is going on around you. So number one, most important one, is one thing not to really do is not to isolate yourself. Okay, so you might be going home to family who may or may not understand that you're struggling with an eating disorder. And you may feel that you need to really present a coping front. It might be very challenging to talk openly in the environment, and you might feel pressure from the outside maybe, or that internal self-pressure to really present a happy, healthy coping front, okay? But internally, you may be feeling a million miles away from this. And I think this is not such an abnormal situation because I think sometimes you might find that you do really love your family, that you enjoy being around them, that actually you can have some really great conversations about certain things, but you may find that actually talking about difficulties with eating is very, very challenging, okay? And I mean, maybe not. If you are fortunate to have someone in your family who you can talk to openly, that is fantastic and that is wonderful and I'm really, really, you know, so happy that you have that. But I think for many people, they do not have this. So it is really important, I think, to be kind to yourself. Recognize that when you're going back into this environment, you know, it might be with people you love, might be with people that you enjoy spending time with to a certain degree, but at the same time, you might feel very isolated and alone in struggling with your eating difficulties. So be really kind to yourself. Recognize that Christmas is a magical and special time, but it also can be a lonely and extremely difficult time, particularly when you're navigating issues with eating and you're in recovery. You might as well be seeing people who you haven't seen for ages, who might as well deliver well-meaning but unhelpful comments. You know, and actually they may love you, but they just may not know what to say to be sort of constructive, and they may say triggering things without even realizing it. You're also probably dealing with volumes of food, different types of foods that may be outside your comfort zone. It might be hard as well to get space from everyone and to check in with yourself. And you might just feel that pressure to be sort of presenting this happy, coping, everything's okay front. So I would just say, 
during all of this time, make sure that you're staying connected to one or two people who really understand and support you. So these might be people outside of your family, or maybe not, you might be fortunate to have someone in your family who gets it, and that's amazing, and do reach out to them. But it might be someone who's across the world, across the country, you know, someone who you're simply communicating with through your phone. But it's so important to be connecting and showing up somewhere where you can be real and authentic. And you, know, you might not be able to do that fully in your family. You might not be able to talk about how you're struggling with your eating and all the things that are going on. So rather than isolating yourself, you need to be staying in touch with your biggest cheerleaders and supporters. So make sure that you're messaging them, calling them, venting regularly over the Christmas period and feeling heard and understood. And maybe you need to have a kind of like agreement with your close people before you go home that you can stay in contact and it can be a reciprocal thing, you know, maybe they're going through stuff as well and they need to kind of vent and offload and you can listen and be there for each other. And I think these little points of connection can be incredibly valuable, can help you feel sane and can also be a way that you can touch base with yourself and really recognize how things are because maybe you can't show up in your family as your full authentic self. And as long as you're having outlets where you can talk about what's really going on, talk about your struggles, or even just connecting, maybe you don't even want to be talking about all the nitty gritty of what's going on with food, etc. But actually, even just being in touch with someone, sharing a joke, hearing about their Christmas, just having that connection can really help you feel better it can kind of like lift your mood make you feel connected to someone who you know has your back even if you're not talking about all the little details okay so do not isolate yourself number two do not abandon your regular eating so it can be so tempting to go off your regular eating plan due to the unpredictability and unexpected eating occasions that might be occurring over the Christmas period. So you might think, oh, I better miss some meals, avoid eating so I can enjoy the Christmas food. And you might be on a major restrictive plan to try and lose weight so that you can let loose almost over the Christmas period. Now do not do this. You will either end up deprived and miserable if you're someone who tends to lean heavily into sort of restriction alone, you will miss your meals and snacks, etc., etc. You will not be in a good place. You'll then be presented with the Christmas food, alcohol, etc., and you'll likely feel really overwhelmed and end up not eating enough. So if you tend to be one of those people that leans into restriction, you're kind of missing meals, delaying eating because you're kind of saving your calories for later. And then probably what happens when those calories kind of come along, when the meals come along, you then feel really overwhelmed in the moment and you tend to then undereat, and then you're not really getting your kind of full intake in that you need. So this is really, really unhelpful. So stay on your regular eating plan. Really see that as a cornerstone of self-care and something that's really important for you. Now, if you struggle more with perhaps restriction, but then sometimes sliding into binge eating or chewing and spitting, if you abandon your regular eating routine, you're really likely to lose control around food and fall down the slippery slope of the destructive ED behaviors because you'll be over hungry, 
and then you're at high risk of being absolutely ravenous when the kind of quality streak come out or whatever and then devouring everything in sight, feeling a loss of control, feeling intense guilt and shame and it's just a horrible cycle and you'll be sort of thrown back into restriction as compensation again and the cycle continues. So instead, continue with your regular eating. Have this as a strong and safe scaffolding around your day. And this will place you in a much stronger position to think about how you wish to deal with any unexpected eating experiences. Because I think as well, sometimes in recovery, you might feel that you have to eat every piece of food offered to you, otherwise you're not doing recovery properly. Now this isn't true. You know, if you are doing your regular eating and prioritizing self-care, if you're offered the mince pie and you've already just had your snack, if you don't fancy it because you've just had a snack, it's okay to turn it down, okay? But if you've had a snack and you fancy it anyway, it's also fine to eat it. But I guess the important thing is here is if you're doing your regular eating, you've got that nice stable platform in terms of your body physiology, you're not gonna be so over hungry, you're less likely to be kind of impulsive around your eating decisions, and you can make a much more kind of intuitive choice about whether you actually want to eat the food or not. Because I think when we're in that over hungry place and we're offered food, we'll just often eat it regardless whether we like it or not. If you're doing regular eating, if you've got stable blood sugar, etc., you can actually think about actually, you know, do I really fancy this mince pie now? Um, and there's no right or wrong answer to that. You know, your body will deal with it, whatever you do. But if you're coming from that regular eating stable blood sugar place, you're not gonna be like ravenous and kind of falling down um, a road where you could very easily maybe slip into kind of overeating, feeling guilty, feeling that you've blown it, et cetera, et cetera. We all know the cycle. Okay, number three, the last thing not to do. Okay, and I guess I'm just saying, I'm talking about three things here. I guess I could go on endlessly about things not to do, but um, these are just three I'm focusing on. So number three, don't get fixated on a particular outfit for the Christmas party. Okay, don't do this, because many a Christmas season has been spoiled for many by a miserable, deprived December of tiny meals in cold, freezing weather, leaving you cold, exhausted, not happy, then only to be followed by a frenzied, abandoned period of eating where the kilos lost are gained in days, leaving your body image and self-worth in tatters as you approach the new year. I think we've all been on that horrible cycle, you know, sort of weeks of deprivation in the lead up to Christmas, kind of saving it all for the special Christmas party, the event, and then Christmas comes we feel massively out of control, we overeat, we feel kind of bloated and awful and guilty and ashamed, we feel that all that, in inverted commas, good work is undone. And um, yeah, we have like 10 days over the Christmas period of just like wild, abandoned eating, thinking, oh, well, I'm gonna start in January. So do not go down that path. And to avoid doing that as well, you can you know, not fixate on trying to get into some sort of tiny dress that you wore back in, 2018 after a big starvation plan, okay? You do not want to be doing that. So get rid of any old outfit that is genuinely not the fit for your healthy set point body. Clinging onto old clothes that we fitted into temporarily after a super strict restrictive period is just not good for the soul. Instead, choose to wear something that's comfortable and flattering. 
wear something that you like and can feel good in, but you can also move in and breathe in. I mean, it sounds so obvious, doesn't it? But don't, how often do we not do this? It's so important. You want to be able to kind of go and not be thinking about something digging into you or your tummy sticking out or feeling that something's pinching you. You want to feel that you can go and relax. Because actually, when we think about these events like the Christmas party, if you think, think about what you want to take away from that and the memories you want to create, you want to be thinking about laughing, enjoying, connecting with people. It's not about like sitting there <laughs> worrying about if your tummy's sticking out or not and you know, getting really fixated on, on how you're looking and how thin you are or not, etc., etc. So take on these three points, you know, really have a sort of think about these things in terms of how you can support yourself up to Christmas. So really do not isolate yourself, do not abandon your regular eating, and do not put yourself on some crazy diet to fit into some crazy sized dress that is gonna lead you down a detrimental path. Okay, so I hope these tips have you know given you some food for thought, something that kind of support you. Really think ahead, be intentional around Christmas, okay? Christmas is a difficult time for many, many people, but you can put some little steps in place to help yourself feel more supported, okay? And these things then can really help you navigate through this potentially challenging time. Okay, hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're not following me already, do seek me out on Instagram at the eating disorder therapist underscore. And for further support with your relationship with food, do go to the eatingdisordertherapist.co.uk. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would be so grateful if you'd follow, rate and review as it helps it reach so many more listeners. Thank you so much for listening and I look forward to sharing another podcast episode with you very soon. Mm-hmm.